The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. From Perth, this is the G'day A Mining Podcast, or GEM for short. I'm your Australian-American host, Peter Morris. This is the podcast that bridges the Pacific, focusing on the two countries where most mining exploration companies are listed, Australia and Canada. The world depends on discoveries made by exploration companies in these countries to achieve the energy transition targets. Their role is critical, and these are their stories. We're starting a podcast series covering lithium. Australia dominates the lithium industry, not only accounting for around half of the world's production, but also its technical expertise. Because of this expertise, ASX-listed companies are leaders in emerging hard rock as well as sedimentary-hosted deposits in Canada and the United States. As a former fundee, I was always asked why I should care about an investment. So why should you care about lithium, specifically lithium in North America? First, this could be a good opportunity. The stocks have been hammered as lithium prices in China have collapsed, but prices appear to have bottomed, assuming that demand doesn't fall due to an economic slowdown. Second, the opportunity in North America is huge. Based on the number of announced EV plants in the United States, It will need over 600,000 tons of lithium carbonate equivalent by roughly 2031. And this doesn't factor in demand for energy storage. This is equivalent to nearly twice Australia's production last year, the entire world's production in 2021. Producing 600,000 tons of LC locally by 2030 will be very difficult, if not impossible, because so many mines will be needed. Currently, there's only one small mine in the United States, and there are two in Canada after Siona restarted its mine in Quebec, becoming the second. It's important to note that the EV credits in the United States favor production from the United States, as well as countries that have free trade agreements with the United States. And there are approximately 20 of these, including Australia and Canada. Today, I'm joined by one of those companies exploring for lithium in North America, Balkan Mining and Minerals. Their MD, Ross Cotton, and recent addition to their board, mining legend Carl Simich, who led Sandfire Resources. Balkan is a pre-resource stage explorer with highly prospective hard rock properties in Canada and sedimentary hosted lithium projects in Serbia. So why should you care about Balkan? First, in the last year, they've secured prospective land positions totaling 142 square kilometers in Ontario and Quebec, near other exploration companies with large resources, including Imagine Lithium, RockTech, and Patriot. In addition, their gorge project was identified as being highly prospective in the 1950s during the first Canadian lithium boom. The second reason is the team In particular, Carl, who's built many mines over his career, including the DeGrusa Copper Mine, which went from discovery to production in record time, roughly three years. 
at a time when there are very few, when very few exploration projects become mines in a world that has plenty of lithium in the ground, it's the ability to go from resource to mine that is essential. So let's dig in and welcome Ross and Carl. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks very much, Pete. And by the way, I'd like to say thanks. I think your uh, the name of your podcast is fantastic. Good AA. <laughs> thanks for the feedback. I really appreciate that. No but just to start off, the the Balkans aren't close to Canada. Can you give me a quick background on the company? Yeah, sure, Pete. Uh, we we IPO'd back in July of 2021. The focus was then to explore uh, and develop the Rekovits uh, lithium project in uh, the Republic of Serbia. Uh, that um, that was that was that 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 was the aim. Uh, a massive project, 336 square kilometers. Um, and a very very exciting project. Since then, we've we've uh, we're running a dual strategy of our uh, Canadian lithium projects, which we'll talk about in in depth in a moment, uh, along with our Serbian projects in the background. Essentially, we're a two year old company uh, with a board now with sixty five years of experience. Fantastic. So, let's delve deeper into those projects in Canada. Tell us more, and what are your plans for exploring it and developing it? Yeah, look. The geology is really exciting. I think you, you pointed out in your in your opening uh, in your opening monologue, uh, Pete. Uh, Ontario is is uh, is fantastic from the point of view. Uh, a number of companies have made uh, resources, uh, or they made in resources now, um, and, and many companies are now developing uh, developing mines. We have we have four projects in in uh, in the Thunder Bay region of uh, of northwestern Ontario. Our gorge project, I would call our flagship project, is our is our most advanced. Our tango project, only thirty kilometres to the southwest. Our second most uh, advanced project, and our two most early stage projects are Arrow and Barbara Lake. So we have, as you said before, one hundred and forty square kilometres in the region, and and our plan is very simple. We are not exploring for exploring's sake. We are exploring these projects to develop a resource, to develop a mine to feed the US demand for electric vehicles. It's very simple. Fantastic. Can you talk about the properties in Quebec? Sure. Um, well, I think m- many of your listeners might be aware of uh, uh, Patriot Battery uh, Metals and, and, and their Corvette property. We have, the, we have uh, two projects, Corvette North and Corvette uh, Northwest, uh, which, which are only 10 kilometers away from that particular property with very, very similar geological traits on the same greenstone belt. Um, they're relatively small compared to Patriots, but we're pretty excited about those. And, and uh, we look forward to spending some time over the summer uh, mapping and sampling those and, uh, and drilling them sometime early next year. Fantastic. What are the drilling plans for Ontario? How quickly can you start that? We'd expect that uh, by the end of summer, we're drilling Gorge. Uh, and uh, with a little bit of luck, uh, we'll, we'll be drilling Tango uh, before, uh, before the snow falls. Oh, that's fantastic. What's interesting about Tango is it's it's surrounded by Imagine Lithium's project. They have historical resources of around 2 million tons at 1.09, and I think it was 750,000 tons at 1.38. How Do you think that your property, or based on the samples you've taken, do you think that property in particular, as well as Gorge, could see similar results? Yes, I think so. I think, um, look, 
uh, it, it's, it's historically significant, that property, because that property once upon a time was the Georgia Lake Lithium Project, which was the very first lithium discovery in all of Canada mm -hmm. way back in 1956. So the property we own is the actual maiden discovery of lithium in Canada in the 1950s. So that's pretty astonishing that like right there, right there. So, um, so yes, we know there's, there's the, the, the pegmatite outcropping on, on the island at, um, uh, at Georgia Lake, which is the Tango property. Uh, I, I cannot stress enough, uh, was uh, the basis for the Ontario Lithium Company being formed back in, in 1955, 1956. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. We are wedged between RockTech and, uh, and uh, as, as, you've, as, you've, as you've pointed out, um, Ultra and also Frontier. Now, these particular companies, yeah, they, they, have, they have some really high-grade uh, deposits. They are developing these. These will become mines. They are becoming mines. You, 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 never, you never forecast the future in, uh, in exploration or in mining, but um, I, I would be astonished if, if, this, if this property doesn't, uh, doesn't continue to live up to its reputation. Absolutely. So the company's been adding land. In early March, you added the Barber property. How is the market for purchasing additional properties and do you expect in the near term to add more land or is the focus shifting more to exploring what you've accumulated in the last year? I mean, that's a really good question. Um, and there, there was there was two points to that question. So I'll, I'll deal with the second one first. We won't be adding any more land in, in Ontario in the, in the near term. We've got, as you said, 140 square kilometres. Now, that, that is a lot of ground. We, we have the second largest land position um, as an Australian company op, um, operating in, uh, in Ontario, that is, that is more than enough. That, that's enough for 140 mines. You only need one. So we won't be adding, we won't be adding any more. We'll, we'll be, we'll be, uh, di we'll be uh, uh, diverting all our resources into the ground in, in, in what we have, because what we know is that we have uh, extremely good, extremely prospective properties. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing on um, on, uh, on 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 these areas is um, you can spend uh, you can spend a lot of money doing a lot of things that really don't matter. What what really matters is getting in there, doing the work, drilling the holes, and delineating a resource. That means mm -hmm. 12, 13, 14, 15 months after that you can complete a definitive feasibility study and then you can start talking about producing what everyone cares about, the actual product, which you can then sell. Wow. So you think you can, you can produce an MRE that quickly? That would be... Well, well if you look at some other, some other companies in the region, if you look at some other companies in the region they, who have just recently come out with their maidens, they are now completing their DFSs while, mm -hmm. while they continue um, to explore. There's no reason why you can't run these things concurrently. And we've seen in Western Australia, you spoke about the expertise of Western Australians um, mm -hmm. and West Australian companies. I'll tell you one thing. If you look at Mount Catlin, which is a very, very famous uh, mm -hmm. uh, lithium mine in Western Australia, that went into, went into production from Maiden Resource in 2015. Mm -hmm. Production in 2018, that's three years. So wow. that was on only 2 million tonnes, 2 million tonnes of lithium. What we're seeing, what we're seeing in Ontario is, is situations, especially in the Thunder Bay region, where you're dealing with a minimum of 5 to 10 million tonnes at, at grading at over 1%. Uh, 
What, what we're really seeing in northwestern Ontario right now, especially specifically in the Thunder Bay Lithium District, is uh, a situation that we saw in the Pilbara 10 years ago. And as mm-hmm. you pointed out, uh, Pilbara accounts for over half of the world's production. It's actually 74% of the world's lithium production. What we are now seeing is a repeat of that in, in, uh, in the Thunder Bay region, where this will become the Pilbara, if you like, or the West Australia uh, for the United States. This will feed the gigafactories, this will feed the electric vehicles, this will feed um, all the things that, uh, that, that investors love, love, to, love to hear about but really don't understand how people are going to do it. That's the difference. It, it's all very well to go and drill holes, you, but you need a plan of what you are going to do after that. We have that plan and we have the expertise. What's interesting to me is Rock Tech, which is less than 50 Ks away from your properties, they have over 10 million of indicated resource at 0.88%. The pre-production CapEx is just under, under 200 million. The after-tax IRR is over 35%. It seems like the CapEx required for these projects is relatively small to generate a strong return. How do you think Ontario evolves over time? Ontario is different from some of the existing lithium producing regions like here in Australia in that the properties tend to be smaller. There are more explorers, but there's also potentially infrastructure being developed and and that resource will go into the battery plants, both in Canada as well as in the United States. Pete, you know, I think I think that 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 is, that is true. Uh, we we could talk about um, the geology and, and how that differs. I mean, certainly, uh, it, uh, the Ontario geology differs to differs to West Australian um, and Northern Territory Australian geology. But I can tell you one other thing: Ontario geology differs a lot to Quebec um, geology as well. So I think so. So I think um, so. So just to just to put that aside for a moment, Ontario has 700, 700 automotive related companies. Yep, which have full access to critical minerals, right? which is a very in Ontario with the, with the support of government that is there an ethical battery supply chain. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's and these these are my words. They are perfect conditions, if you like, or the perfect storm for EV investments. And that's not me saying that. This has been proven now since 2020. Ontario has had 13 billion Canadian dollars invested in electric vehicle and electric uh, electric vehicle battery investment. So you know this. It's not like okay, um, let's just you know let's just go in there and just see what happens. This has happened. The, the, the horse has bolted, as we as we say as we say here, right? It has bolted. The money is flowing. The money is flowing into the into the battery investments, into the electric vehicle investments. The problem is, and again, you pointed this out in your opening monologue. There's two mines, and they are relatively, on a world scale, world scale account for almost nothing of world production, right? So we've got $13 billion that's been invested in in Ontario in electric vehicles and batteries. Well, where's the lithium going to come from? Now, that's, now that's the, now, now clearly there's not $13 billion of silly money that thought, okay, well, let's just, let's just hope that it's there. No, it's there. 
right? So, so, so that's exactly that's exactly what what we're there to do. We're there to 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 be a to be part of that solution. Um, we uh, our, our properties, as as we've discussed, uh, uh, we believe are great, um, and uh, I think you're just going to see this area grow and grow and grow and grow and perhaps consolidate. But that's but that's something that that might happen in the next two or three years. Well, it's important to emphasize in the Canadian federal budget that was released a few weeks ago, they emphasized developing this value chain, and they've also supported the battery plant that Volkswagen is developing. That's right. Let me shift gears a little bit. So assuming that you can find a large resource, this is an opportunity for Carl to essentially perform his magic Carl, just you've done this many times. You've turned resources into mines. It's your specialty. It's your expertise. Tell us how that background will help Balkan. And also tell us why you decided to join the board of this company. I'm sure you had many opportunities after you left Sandfire. Yeah, no, thanks, Pete. And uh, thanks for having me on the uh, podcast. Um, look, I think um, just by way of a little bit of background, the decision to um, um, you know, join Vulcan was one where there was a relationship with some of the key uh, founding shareholders of Vulcan. Uh, one of the other key elements in, in Sandfire as we were investing significant amounts of sums in organic exploration was actually um, to use some of those funds uh, and spread it a little bit wider uh, where we could go and help and incubate you know, potentially other groups, other people with new ideas and different ideas. And so there's been a bit of a history for myself, um, who've, you know, I've spent my entire career, which has now spanned some three and a half decades, essentially incubating, starting, uh, generating new projects in small companies, and hopefully, um, with the advent of making discoveries or corporate acquisitions have been able to um, develop, you know, some of these projects into mines. So, there's a little bit of a history there. Love new people, love new ideas, um, love chasing new theories and, and, and taking that sort of sharper, I suppose, early stage risk end. And that's where value is really created. Um, and it's certainly something that, that I feel drives this industry where you do have, um, you know, organisations, people coming together and testing um, new theories, looking at new opportunities, new industries, uh, new commodities and those things. So that was something that certainly Balkan and Ross and the team were starting to put together. Um, and really with a genuine focus, you know, there's no better value creation than a new discovery. And I think this is very much where Balkan is at the moment and the, and the drive behind Balkan. Um, so I think, and, and the other key element for coming into Balkan, a very clean company, very, you know, um, you know, very um, robust sort of um, corporate structure, um, very clean structure, and something that is investable, and uh, um, and it's very clear, um, you know, what you're investing in in terms of the structure and the people and and those projects. So that was a little bit of background and and why I chose after having some early associations to then come on and help as a strategic advisor um, and join the board of Balkan to work with Ross and the team and a very competent team in pursuing these projects. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. And and in terms of you know, background and where I've been. As I said, I've spent, you know, three and a half decades in this in in this uh, resources hard rock mining industry. Um, you know, that has come out of a background of a business, corporate, corporate finance, and those things. 
Um, and I started in, in 1987 during the crash of 87, with uh, which maybe some of your listeners might not recall, but it was a very tough time. So I sort of came up through the, through the school of hard knocks. So it's been very tough uh, learning ropes through all of those years. But over that time, I've had the opportunity to be exposed globally um, to significant major exploration projects all over the world um, in various formats of, of exploration um, um, activities also to significant development projects, um, order of magnitude I've been responsible and been in the middle of taking 10 projects um, from, from exploration into pre-feasibility uh, to, to uh, scoping studies, pre-feasibility, definitive feasibility and into production. So that's, that's the mines that have been into production, let alone all the other projects that we've looked at over the years. So that's, that's a significant number. Um, and that's been in, the, you know, in a variety of different hard rock industries and precious metals, industrial minerals, in diamonds, in base metals. And, and really, um, I think, um, you know, it, it'll apply across the board into, um, you know, the battery EV related minerals as well as no different. So running these projects and then building the teams that can, you know, build them and then ultimately operate these projects and very different people. So have had extensive global experience um, in that area. And in, in, and in addition to that, is just going through the, you know, the, solving the issues um, as you go through the various phases of development, um, you know, dealing with the governments, regulators, all the stakeholders, um, equity investors, debt providers, offtake groups, uh, possible partners and 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 also you know strategic advisors and bankers so had significant experience with those and uh, good working relationships with many of them and i think from my perspective is that if there's a willingness if there's a value creation if it's ethical as ross has said um, you know there will always be a pathway forward to deal with the various um, hoops and hurdles that come along in developing these projects but you know i think the most important thing is, is as Ross has mentioned, you know, Balkan's focus is to get on with these wonderful organic projects and explore them, and then get them to the to a stage where we can hopefully make a discovery and delineate, you know, early stage resources, and then from those resources define reserves, and then being able to take, you know, having a clear pathway, and we believe we'll have the capabilities and competence then to actually build the team, assemble the team, um, to then execute a project if we're so fortunate to take it into production and, and obviously the holy grail of getting a cash flow. So I think with that experience and that knowledge and that network, uh, which is vast, you know, I'm ready to use those that experience and that network for the benefit of Balkan and all their, their shareholders and, and stakeholders. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, it sounds like Balkan's on its way. Before we finish, I want to ask you one final question about the prospect in Serbia. Your 300 square kilometers in Serbia are not too far away from Rio Tinto's Yadar project, which has a staggering 140 million tons at a massive grade of 1.7%. Your chief geologist helped us make that discovery. And unfortunately for Rio, the project's been halted because of local opposition. You've also slowed your activities it looks like a free call option, but how do you view it and what activities do you expect to pursue there? Well, it was good. well. I thought it'd be a quick last one, Pete. I could go forever on this one. I could go forever. <laughs> but I, but I'll, um, but I sound like somebody else there that we're familiar with in, within uh, in, in, in North America, so I won't go there. Um, 
Well, look, put it this way. Rio didn't hasn't had any haven't had any issues. This is a political issue in political issue in Serbia. It's not our job to commentate on this, to get involved in that, to be involved between you know talk about Rio, talk about government. No, that, that's not our job. Our job is just to find projects, explore them, develop them, move on. Right? That's our job. That's what we do. That's our expertise. We're not political commentators. So, so I'll just point. I'll just point that that part out. Um, so, I, I, but just to make it clear, I'm, I'm alluding <laughs> clearly to the fact that uh, Rio do have the biggest, the biggest lithium project in all of North America that will come online at some point, um, and 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 will uh, solve partially. This is how big the problem is. Partially, Germany's, France's EV. Uh, battery demand, right? That, that's that. So put that aside, and we and we can maybe have another podcast to discuss that situation. Um, well, funny you mentioned that because in coming episodes we will be looking at Europe. So maybe we'll save that for the next. We'll, one. we'll save that. All, all, all I'll say, all I'll say as a parting comment is, with three hundred thirty-six square kilometers, we have an elephant project. You've put it absolutely perfectly. It's a free call option. Um, it's been valued at, at, at almost nothing. Uh, when when that becomes uh, when when that becomes a uh, a viable exploration um, um, scenario, uh, shareholders will be rewarded. But we cannot we don't we cannot give a a, a firm timeline like we can in uh, in North America at the moment. But it uh, it certainly is something that we that we have not lost sight of and something that we uh, continue to work on on a daily basis. Oh, great. Well, thank you, Ross and Carl, for being on the podcast. It was great to have you. And thanks for listening to the G'day Mining Podcast. Look for the next GEM podcast. During the next episodes, as I'll be mentioning, we'll continue to look at lithium projects in North America, followed by Europe, and concluding, hopefully, with some lithium recyclers. In the meantime, follow Stockhead for daily updates on all the key information about the industry. And until next time, G'day A.